It's a brand new year. How are you going to greet it? There's no time like the present to get real. Unapologetically real. In midlife or beyond, we don't have time to BS our way through life. I'm glad you're here. Welcome and enjoy. Are you in midlife or beyond? Are you seeking more out of life? Do you desire for a deeper connection to self and spirit? Are you finally willing to meet your heart's longing to start an adventure to your true self? Welcome to Beautiful Second Act Podcast. I'm inviting you to join me for some insightful conversations with extraordinary humans, all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. I also share some of my personal discoveries of creativity and growth. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Beautiful Second Act's first episode of season four. I am so glad you guys are here to join me today. Uh, before we hop into today's episode of When Our Ego Dissolves, Who We Truly Are Evolves, I wanted to share a few things with you guys in this brand new year. So if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm You're in for such a treat. We have so many fun things we do here, but I'm so glad you're here. Um, also, I wanted to tell you guys, for those of you who have not taken advantage of my free PDF downloadable, 10 Tips After 50, I'll have the link to that in the show notes, you guys. I'd really love for you guys to pick that up to help kickstart off your brand new year with my 10 tips. And um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So check that out in the show notes. Also, a little backstory. Beautiful Second Act started as this Facebook group that was just me and a few of my friends. And over the last year and a half, it has just completely skyrocketed. We have so many wonderful friends that have joined us. Um, it's just expanding so much. And we had so much fun there with Friday night wine lives, Sunday morning coffee lives, where we dive deep and have conversations like we do here on the podcast. I thought, I want more of that. I want to do more of that where we have great conversations and that I could bring people on. I thought, let's do a podcast. So here we are, a beautiful second act podcast. We're in our fourth season. And um, so far, the podcast itself has had over 100 episodes with lots of cool interviews and lots of solo episodes with just me on conversations about things that really matter to people in midlife and beyond. So thanks so much for being here, you guys. Um, lastly, I will mention that Beautiful Second Act has a membership. So if you want to keep this party going, if, if you enjoy the content you find here on the podcast, you would really love the membership. The membership is um, full of wonderful things to encourage you, to motivate you. Um, we have monthly themes and activities to support you in midlife and beyond. It has monthly mojo mentoring. And we talk about really big things like courage, finding our joy, staying grounded, self-care. There's also fun prompts and resources. There's a monthly book club in there because, hello, I am a retired public school librarian. Everybody's like, a book club? Wow. Well, yeah, because I'm an avid reader and I just absolutely love to read. And so why not? There's also exclusive monthly themed online group sessions where we talk about the different monthly themes and we dive deep and we really, really dig into the hows and the whys and the, the things that get us stuck and the ways that we can get ourselves unstuck 
It's a way to have intimate conversations with people that are all going through the same types of things. We're all striving to live our best life in the second half of life, you guys. So definitely check it out. Um, if you are part of Beautiful Second Act membership, you'll also get VIP pricing for in-person events that are coming here in 2023. I'm really excited about those. You'll hear more about those in-person events as the weeks unfold. Um, but, you know, if you want to ask yourself why you would join a membership like this, because it's time for you to stop playing small, because you deserve a place that supports your desires to make a change, because you want to grow spiritually and emotionally and have fun while you're doing it. Because life should be more exciting, and this group is exciting. So definitely check it out. I think that you will really enjoy it. The link how to join the membership is in the show notes. Okay, so let's discuss this whole topic, you guys, today of when our ego dissolves, who we truly are evolves. I think this is a great way to kick off the new year. And as we face this new year, I want you to first honor yourself for all that you've accomplished thus far in life, Okay. Looking back, think about all the things you've accomplished. You are wonderfully constructed. You are a wonderfully constructed spirit that's perfectly imperfect. And I'm so pleased that you're taking time for yourself to listen to this podcast. Here at Beautiful Second Act, we're all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. And sometimes that means facing hard truths. Today, we're going to dive right into talking about our ego. And like Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say, ego is E-G-O meaning edging God out. That part of us, that ego part of us, it, it has a purpose because over the years our ego helped us to find, you know, how to fit in and it helped us to build self-esteem or how to push to create, you know, to create a life. <laughs> but now that we're all in midlife or beyond, it's long past due to take another look at how the ego should not take center stage. Our ego often is what gets in the way of letting things just be and living without fear. Our ego causes us to overthink things and to worry or to become scared or angry. Um, you know, our ego is that part of us that we believe is our identity, like as a mother or a father or a wife or a husband. It's why we believe ourselves to be our jobs or our careers instead of something that we just do. My father used to always tell me, you know, you aren't your job. Your job isn't your life. Your job is what you do to have your life. But sadly, we often feel affiliated with our jobs so much that when we stop doing it, that we don't know who we are anymore. And when the kids are gone, when they, the children leave the nest and we're not mothering them on the daily or fathering them with all the advice or being the breadwinner, we can feel lost because it was our identity or so our ego will tell us. So who are you without your ego? It's a very big question, right? So who are you without your ego? Are you that person named, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, Sally, Ed. If, if I'm Patty, right? If I'm Patty, which Patty am I? Am I the toddler Patty? Am I the child? Am I the teen? Am I the 20-something-year-old the newlywed bride? Am I the mother? Am I the, the librarian? You know, am I the writer? Which Patty am I? Because it changes over time, right? And so then the next, okay, so who are you then? If you're, Are you the body? Which body are you? Are you that young, skinny kid? Are you that older, stronger one? Or are you that middle-aged one that's not quite as fast or as stable? Which body are you? Because it changes too. So, you know, if you're asking yourself, who are you? Who are you? 
Your ego will tell you that you're all those things, right? But it changes constantly. So then who the hell are you really at your core? Are you your job title? Jeez, if I, I've had several. <laughs> I mean, I have had several and it will be forever changing because I believe that life's too short to do any one thing forever. So no, I am not my job or my job title. Again, that's not it. So who are you? The ego would tell you that we're all those things, but then it's constantly changing so that you don't really know who you truly are. Midlife crisis. God, those words have such a negative connotation, right? They bring uh, to mind different things like, I don't know, you, you, you envision middle-aged men trading in their family van to go buy a racy red sports car <laughs> and leaving their wives for a younger woman. Or uh, maybe you envision a woman that's so dissatisfied with her life that she gets a facelift and tries to deny the aging process with thousands of dollars of creams and ointments and leaves her family on a quest to maybe go and replicate Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> I mean, I'm not knocking the idea of a quest, okay? It's one of my favorite books, Eat, Pray, Love, and the film, too. I loved it. it it's a great picture. But you understand. You, you see where I'm going with, it, with this, right? Your ego will unravel. Yours might already have. Maybe, like me, your ego is unraveled more than once. It's not sustainable to chase what the ego dictates to us. There must be more, right? Well, there is. And for years, my ego was a constant companion that took me on a wild ride. But I'll tell you one thing. I often wished I could get off that ride. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. So I, for years, was the, the, the person that worried about everything. And I thought that if I could just worry just enough, I would keep myself from having to experience anything negative or my family, anything negative, right? So if I could just keep ahead, if I could stay ahead of every little thing um, and think everything through, um, be the good daughter, be the good wife, be the good mother, um, I could protect everybody and myself from anything bad happening. Well, shit, that didn't work out. <laughs> Because we all know that that doesn't, that's, that's, not, that's not life. That's not really living. So I spent decades of my life, literally since I was a small child, um, you know, we all have trauma. We all, had chi we all have childhood trauma. I don't care who you are. Um, ours all, may all look a little bit different, but we all have it. And um, for me, though, it took me a really, really long time to get over it and to be able to move on, to let go. And ego would not allow me to let go because my ego was dictating everything that I did. And um, I became, you know, if I thought I could be the perfect wife, that I'd never have arguments with my husband and we would just have this happily ever after little marriage. And we'd have perfect little children and the perfect little house. And then by the time I hit 33, I had a complete and utter nervous breakdown. I had the two kids. I had the perfect job. I had, you know, the firefighter husband and everything on the outside looking in was perfect. But I was the farthest thing from perfect you could possibly imagine. I was a train wreck. It was difficult to live with me. I cried a lot. Um, I tried too hard. And in the trying and in the pushing and in the doing, um, I lost track of who I was. But I thought that I was all those things. I thought my ego told me that I was, you know, I was the perfect employee. I was the perfect wife. I was the perfect mother. And I was none of those things. I was falling apart. So I started and stopped a lot of things um, to try and make myself feel better and to make myself feel um, purposeful and like my life has, was more meaningful than just the titles that I had, which, you know, were the wife and the mother and the employee. And um, I became an entrepreneur. I started doing my own thing. 
And slowly my self-esteem was building. But again, it was all ego-driven. I, I still wasn't getting my head wrapped around the fact that I wasn't truly living my life on my terms. I, I was either pushing too hard to try and prove a point or I was either trying to prove it to society or prove it to my family or prove it to myself. But I wasn't truly just living. I, was, I wasn't digging deep to figure out. And if I had, if I had dug deeper, I would have actually published my first book way earlier in my life than I had. Um, I did a lot of fun things. I did a lot of really interesting things along the way. I started several businesses and I enjoyed them while I had them. Um, and that wasn't the problem. The problem was is they weren't sustainable because I wasn't ever really fully satisfied with what I was doing. It was like a band-aid. It was like I was constantly putting a band-aid on my life, trying to figure out my place. And I think that that's what we do. And I think that that's the purpose that ego has for a really long time is helping us to find our place, helping us to, to start and stop in fits and helping us to discover what it is that we even like in life because we don't really know what we want for a very long time until we have a little bit of life experience. So the ego does serve a purpose. However, like I said, it's not sustainable because ultimately you have to get to the point where you ask yourself the big questions. And that is, what is it that you truly want in life? Who are you at your core? And it's not your ego. So um, after being put on antidepressants by doctors, after, you know, all those things, um, I ended up, my, my most recent job that I had before I retired at 53 was I was a public school librarian and I was there for 12 years. And like I said, I don't, do any one thing for really long periods of time because I think that life is too short uh, to do any one thing. I think there's too many wonderful opportunities out there and things that I want to explore and experience. So 12 years was a really long time for me to stick with any one thing. Usually after about five to seven years, I was out of whatever I was doing before. And um, so then 2020 hit and I had already been toying with the idea of wanting to quit my job working at the public school librarian position because I had published a book. I had, I had written and published a book and I was so excited with the fact that I did it and that I, I knew in my heart now that it was something that I could not only do, but I absolutely thoroughly loved the process. So much so that I wrote this book in four-year time after um, a terrible tragic fire hit my community and I decided that I had to write a book about it. Um, and I made it into a romance novel because I wanted to have a happy ending for my community rather than, um, you know, having everybody rehash all the terrible things that happened. I wanted to tell everybody's story in a way that showcased what people went through in the community, but also to show how everybody's um, pulling together and um, taking care of each other during the tragedy of that fire was just the best of humanity. And so I was just so filled with joy for the people that I lived near and around and, and what they did for one another that I wrote this book. So I felt really excited about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And had I not been working full time during the school um, year and, and doing all the things that that needed to be done, I would have gotten this book out in half the time. So I thought I'm going to quit my job. But how do I do that? Well, I'm marketing my book. I'm going to all these different um, bookstores and around Northern California. And I was scheduled to do all of these, you know, meet and greets and, and book talks and author events, and they got canceled. Um, I started out in November uh, of 2019. And then by March of 2020, everything was slowly getting canceled to whereas all of them were canceled. And I was like, shit, now what do I do? 
I couldn't even go into work at the library because they told us we had to go home. So I, I hit a wall and I started feeling lost again and going, God, I know what I want, but how do I get there? And um, I knew that I needed a foundation. I knew that I needed to build this strong foundation of who I truly was in the second half of my life. Now, at the time, I think I was 52 when I put in the idea of, to my husband's mind, I put in his head that I was considering this. And he was not 100% on board, but I think he thought maybe it was just a passing thing. I don't think that he really took me seriously. So then when fall came around of 2020 and school was going to that um, hybrid where, you know, you could either be at home and be on Zoom or you could go to school and, you know, be there for part time. I went back to work and it was horrible. It was way worse than it had ever been. I was so miserable and felt so defeated and so deflated that that's when my inner knowing really took over. And I knew okay, despite what anybody says, despite that I'm only, you know, if I gave myself a year to come up with an exit plan, I would only be 53 years old, but I was going to do it. And I knew that that fall was my last fall that I would ever work in the school district. And I knew that each month that went by, I was telling myself, you can do this because this will be your last October. This will be your last, uh, you know, October, November. All these, all these months that would go by, I knew it was my last that I would have to work at the school district. So I started feeling um, inspired and invigorated because I felt like I was getting a little bit of control back over my life because I, I was starting to steer my own ship. But by making these small little changes... It was making me feel better. Now, let's backtrack a little bit back to during what was happening during lockdown in 2020. Um, From April through about June of 2020, I started diving into looking for teachers, people that could guide me. I wanted to feel inspired and I wanted people that went before me that had made huge changes in their lives to somehow help me to figure out my way. And I found teachers to help me like Brene Brown, Gabrielle Bernstein, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, Eckhart Tolle, I mean, Maya Angelou. There's so many people that I listened to. And I, I listened, and then I listened harder to old interviews and to lectures and to TED Talks. And um, Cheryl Strayed that, you know, wrote the book Wild, um, she has, you know, books out and... Um, interviews that you can listen to and people that have real I'm like Tony Robbins he kicked my ass by telling me to stop feeling sorry for myself about my life and the direction it was going and to make a damn change I just love Tony Robbins so all these teachers right and then I started listening to podcasts in 2020 that early uh summer that late late spring early summer of 2020 I needed something that I could take with me on my walks to inspire me on the regular and to have on my phone for easy access. And a whole new world opened up when I started searching for podcasts on midlife women and quitting your job. And then the podcast with Kathy Heller, Don't Keep Your Day Job, came up. It changed me and the way I saw myself. So what am I suggesting you do about your ego in this midlife or beyond unraveling? I want you to ask yourself the question, 
that part of you that lives that lives really deep inside of you, that true knowing that you try to talk out of things with your convincing and your rationalizing and your explaining, that true knowing part of you, that seed that that's the light of you, that place that we call our gut feeling or our intuition, that's you. That's the God part of you. Call it your soul, call it your spirit, call it the God within you. That is who you should be listening to. And that part of you, it doesn't need to be free of wrinkles and it doesn't need to worry about what others see on your social media posts. It doesn't need to get a fancy title at work. It doesn't need to drive a pricey car or to have proof of success by the amount of zeros attached to the end of your bank statement. When you allow the unraveling of your ego and you're left with that mess of yarn that's spilled all around you, that's an opportunity to create something totally different. And this time, maybe what you knit together or crochet together, however you want the metaphor to go, maybe it will be created for yourself. I know some people will say, well, it's so self-absorbed, this new line of thinking, putting yourself first. I mean, I've heard so many people criticize me about this. I'm going to tell you, I say that's bullshit and it's long overdue because we set an example for our kids and for our grandkids that we matter. We also help them to learn earlier in life than we did that self-care is essential to having a good life. And we also teach people how to treat us. So in learning to say things like, "Mm, no, I'm sorry, I won't be able to do that you know, without feeling guilt, you're going to teach others that you aren't at their beck and call, that you too have things that are just as important to do. And by the way, guilt is coming from your ego. Worrying about what others think of you, it's all about your ego. When you think about, you know, when you're feeling guilty, it's just worry about what they will think and how you want to be perceived. Well, stop it. (laughs) Stop being, stop being like that because you need to be more completely honest about what you want to do. When you're being completely honest about how you feel, that's being the best friend you can be. So if you've been feeling like you want to make some big changes in your life for 2023, maybe you want to better understand what it is that you truly want in life, then you got to ask yourself the big questions and listen to your true self for the answer. Your ego is going to lie to you. Your true self never will. So the question is, will you try to talk your true self out of it? Or will you once and for all start to live your life on your own terms and be honest about what you want to do with the time that you have still left here on this earth? The best is yet to come, my dear. The best is yet to come. So don't let your true knowing be talked out of things by your ego with its convincing and its rationalizing and its explaining. Don't let your ego do that. The best is yet to come. Let your true self lead the way. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Happy, happy, happy new year. Again, I, um, I hope you'll look in the show notes for my uh, free PDF downloadable, that printable that you can get called the 10 tips after 50. Check that out. And um, I hope that you will look into joining the membership. It's a wonderful experience and um, I'm thoroughly enjoying being part of it myself and creating it for all of you. Um, just thanks for being here. Thank you. I know your life is super busy. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Thank you for spending time on yourself by listening. And if you enjoy the content here, do me this huge favor in 2023 by sharing the podcast out with somebody else. 
share it to a friend, share it to a colleague, share it to, you know, your mother, <laughs> share it any way you can, because I really want to grow this party this year and get more people on board with living their best life in the second half of life. Thank you so very much. If you listen on Apple, don't forget to subscribe. If you listen on Spotify or any other platform, follow so you don't miss any of the new episodes. And um, I just love you so much. I'll be talking to you next Tuesday and every Tuesday here at Beautiful Second Act. Cheers. Cheers.